For the first time, every player at the Women's Football World Cup will be paid directly by the sport's governing body, FIFA. Players will leave the month-long tournament, which kicks off in Auckland on July 20th, with no less than $49,000 each. The 23 players in the title-winning team will get close to half a million, which is still a long way behind what the Argentina men got for winning last year's World Cup in Qatar. We're joined now by our sports reporter, Felicity Reid. So, Felicity, what does this new divvying up of the World Cup money mean? means money in the players' pockets because previously the World Cup prize money went to a national federation and it was their responsibility to trickle that money down to the players. In some countries that was a bit of a problem because that money wasn't actually making it to the players. The national federations were taking a bit of a cut and sometimes that money wasn't even making it into the women's game in these different countries. So with these players getting nearly $50,000 each, it's a big boost for some of them because it's nearly double what they could make at playing professionally at, at globally for their careers playing for a club season. They make half of what they could get for playing for the World Cup and that's just if they make it in the group stage of the World Cup. Beyond that, the money increases if they make make it through to the playoffs and to the final, obviously. And it's not that these national federations are missing out on money. They still also get it. So the winning country gets around $7 million and the likes of other countries who don't make it that far still get $2.5 million for going to the group stage. So once we've sort of added all this up, it's $182 million, which is three times more than what they got at the last tournament. Obviously, as we mentioned here, it's still a long way behind the men, which got $730 million for that World Cup in Qatar. But FIFA President Gianni Infantino is promising equal prize money by the time the next World Cups come around, which is 2026 and 2027. Interesting. OK, New Zealand Cricket have announced the Black Caps contracts for next season. So who's in, who's out? <laughs> so there are 20 central contracts, and amongst those, that's all a ranking system. So that's on test players who are ranked differently to a T20 player, who's ranked differently to an all-rounder and somebody who's a specialist. So with all of that in mind, Ajaz Patel, he's a spinner, has missed out on his New Zealand contract. He's a bit of a fan favourite. We might remember he took 10 wickets in innings in India. But he is that test specialist which really only gets a role in an overseas environment. Not too many games here in New Zealand. But somebody who has made it back into the... Uh, list is fast bowler Adam Milne. It's been five years since he had a New Zealand contract. He did play for New Zealand 16 times last season and that was primarily white ball cricket so that's obviously given him enough points to make it back into this list. And in terms of somebody who's in or out or kind of in and out, it's a Trent Bolt bowler Trent Bolt. He's picked up what's called a casual contract. He was offered a central contract with, from New Zealand cricket but he said that he wasn't going to make himself available for the New Zealand summer that period between December and March when New Zealand Cricket said they want their top players available for the fans and for commercial reasons. So they've offered him that casual contract, a little bit of a compromise really but he is saying that he would be available for the World Cup coming up later this year which is something Coach Gary Stead has also said. He's been quite complimentary of Trent Bolt's communication with New Zealand Cricket and he says that if he's fit he would still make it back into the team as well. Thank you Felicity. Sports reporter Felicity Reid there.